Yes. Yes. Uh, Erasmus, thanks a lot and thanks to everybody and also to, uh, to David Levy and the Reuters because what I'm going to present today is a uh, uh, it's not a finished job, but it's a, a, a research project, let's put it this way. Uh, it's something that I want to write, uh, uh, hope that it will be published within the, the, the Reuters series. Uh, and uh, it's uh, some kind of interpretation of the uh, adventure following uh, some new ideas that I would like to to share with you. Uh, let me also say that uh, I will disappoint you because this is not to go, this is not supposed to be, a, uh, how to say, an academical lecture, but will be mostly some sort of uh, happening about the schooling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very happy that there are no minors in the room, uh, <laughs> because essentially the presentation will be made up of, by teachers. And so be ready for some hard teachers. Uh, <laughs> but I try to put in some serious, uh, uh, in some serious uh, uh, interpretative uh, uh, framework. Okay, uh, the, the, the title, uh, it, it, it means something to me. Uh, I don't want to, to talk about Berlusconi, but as Berlusconi as the title, a new model of politics for the 21st century. So, uh, and actually, I will start my presentation with uh, 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 with uh, uh, there was a couple of weeks ago, not maybe three weeks ago, at Nafil, there was a presentation by Rico Franceschini and another time on the on Berlusconi and the media. And there was a question, actually it was not a question, but there was a, a point that Rasmus made uh, about the uh, uniqueness of Berlusconi. So Rasmus was pointing out, in my view, Berlusconi is unique. Now, the question I want to discuss with you is, is it true that Berlusconi is unique? And my answer will be uh, yes and no. <laughs> uh, yes, and I'll try to say why, but also no. Uh, few years ago, the Paul Giesburg uh, wrote this book, uh, uh, that, was, that came out simultaneously in Italian and in English. And the point he made is that Berlusconi may be a prototype for future politics, not just in Italy, but in uh, different parts of uh, in different parts of the world. So the, 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 what I've been working, I would say for at this point for a long period is, uh, is another time. What is, is there a new politics, a new form of political involvement that Berlusconi is stressing with his own experience or is, uh, as Rasmus was thinking, just uh, some sort of uh, exceptional Italian case, some uniqueness linked to our national identity? I would say both. There is a, a big deal of national identity, a big deal of Italian media consumption. This will be a long part of my presentation. But also, Berlusconi may be seen as a prototype for, for, uh, for new forms of politics. Actually, uh, 
the idea to work on a Berlusconi uh, came to me reading books on popularization of politics, uh, entertaining politics, that scholars wrote not taking into account Berlusconi, but working on other political figures. I remember a paper on Pim Fortuyn, the Dutch, you remember, politician who was killed by, uh, for, for his uh, positions against uh, A very interesting paper, actually, a very interesting book on, on Pim Fortuyn and what, does he what he represents in terms of new political involvement. So many authors have written new, about new forms of politics, not thinking of Berlusconi, but looking at other political ventures all through the world. So this is what I'm trying to discuss with you. The idea to work on Berlusconi came to me reading papers, books that were dealing with different political figures. So what kind of new politics Berlusconi may uh, represent? Uh, I have in mind essentially three philosophers or political scientists. Bernard Manin and his The Logic of Representative Government, where I told of the shift from what he calls party democracy to audience democracy. Uh, party politics is not based anymore on political parties, as we, Leonardo, uh, we said this morning, not on the traditional mass parties, but on something new, the audience. Audience democracy is the rule, as Bernard Manin say, of media experts. So this is the first point of my presentation. Bernard Manin and its shift from party to democracy to audience democracy, a democracy which takes into account more and more spectators. And here it comes. This is not Berlusconi, as you, can see. you remember him. When he started his political, actually this was the first campaign that he was running, and uh, this is audience democracy, thing of uh, people watching television. And this is not Berlusconi. So uh, there was someone before, before Berlusconi with completely different, uh, of, of course, uh, uh, symbolic connotations. But Bill Clinton was already thinking of an audience made by spectators, not by political <laughs> or party members. The second. Uh, the second theoretical uh, reference I have in mind is uh, Green uh, with a book that just came out this year, uh, Ocular Politics. This philosopher, uh, from this political philosopher from the United States, talk of ocular politics. Most citizens of our time are not decision makers relating to politics with their voices, but spectators who relate to politics with their eyes. And this is a very interesting book, and the fact is, don't think anymore of a traditional political debate made up by words, deliberation, 
forget it. This is what Green says. More and more politics is made up by eyes. And just after uh, the Franceschini talk, I got into the Guardian, and this is the image of the Guardian. So this is not Berlusconi, but the uh, Cameron photographer who was hired by a civil servant. A civil servant. So another time, the importance of I. It's not just Berlusconi. We have seen, of course, Bill Clinton. Now comes Cameron and his photographer. The third uh, theoretical uh, reference is Smith and this book on aesthetic politics. Here too, as in the case of Manin, as in the case of Green, political involvement is completely changing. The politicization of politics. A politics which takes into account more and more aesthetics. I. Uh, of course, this introduction of, my, of mine as to bring you back to television, because television is the kingdom of I. More than the kingdom of voices, the kingdom of words, but is the kingdom of eyes. And this is what anchors with Green and Bernard Manin also are pointing, are pointing out. And here comes Berlusconi, of course, when we talk. Uh, there is, this is a very nice picture because it gives you the idea of what, how important is aesthetics in politics and how important is aesthetics in Italian life. Okay, here he is. Uh, <laughs> how nice you are. Look at, uh, look at the poor uh, Obama, uh, <laughs> disappointed. Uh, <laughs> but this is very Italian mood, you see. The fact, uh, uh, wonderful. Uh, uh, you look, I mean, uh, the, 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 I think this is a very good image of what means aesthetics in politics and how politics is. <laughs> Is, is changing. But it's not just Berlusconi. This is a long statement. Uh, uh, it's a long, uh, uh, no, 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 the following one uh, that I took from the Times uh, last year, an issue of the Times, and uh, we have to read. The gates of Elysian Palace usually open only for limousine. The presidential staff parked their, their vehicles outside the small courtyard of the Rue Fruburgo Saint Honore. But several times a week, they make an exception that the tall wooden doors swing open and the chic young woman drives on the gravel aboard a motorcycle. Julie Imperiali, 26, maybe she's Italian, comes to give Nicola Sarkozy his workout, applying a patent method to make him stretch, sweat, and run. Putting the president in touch with his pelvic floor, the former dancer and gymnast sculpts his shape and boosts the famous energy that earned the him the name Speedy. Imperiali says that in the 10 months she has helped Sarkozy a teetotal chocolate addict to drop nearly 4 kilos and 2 trousers size. 
His body has radically changed, she says. He's a dream pupil. He's always ready and motivated. Her battle focusing on the perineal muscles of the bottom of a pelvis not only improves posture and delivers a healthy body and mind, but it also improves the sex lives of all her clients, perineally claims. <laughs> So it's not just Berlusconi. Uh, uh, do we think that this is something superficial? Uh, I wouldn't say that. And I'll try to show later on how this image of politics uh, at the end fits on into what people uh, uh, what, what people watch every day, what people get every day from the, uh, the mass media. New politics. Among other elements, the new politics, Green, uh, Manen, Anker Smith, have talked about, in my view, is featured by two main dimensions, commodification of politics. The, over, the overlapping between politics and consumption, market and consumption. The values of market, the values of consumptions, of consumption are becoming the values of politics. <clears throat> this is a very British definition given by Colin Sparks and other scholars the commodification of politics, more and more, deeper and deeper overlapping between consumption and politics. And the second main element of new politics is lifestyle politics. That means politics is not anymore separated by everyday life. There was a moment in our life when the mass party was an important moment in our life that we, we were leaving the house and going into the party seats to take part in, to take part in debate, to demonstrate in, in the street. The fact is that now more and more politics overlaps with everyday life. Another time, the values of everyday life overlap with uh, politics. And this is what, in my view, the experience of Berlusconi, but not just the experience of Berlusconi, the experience, of, if you want, of, of Clinton, of, uh, of, of Sarkozy, is pointing out. The overlapping between politics and consumption, politics and market, and the overlapping between political, everyday life and politics. Politics is not anymore separated by what we do every day, what we drink, what we eat, how we dress. Politics overlap with all this. Of course, this is my interpretation I want to share with you. These two tendencies are determined by the fact that mass media, and television in particular, are substituting political parties as agencies of political socialization. This is something that we know very well, that everybody talks I mean, media are becoming more and more important for political socialization, but then we forgot. We, 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 we are, we, in some way, we are used to uh, uh, don't give the importance, the right importance to a statement like this. We think that 
because of the media becoming the main agencies of political socialization, things have not to change. In my view, what Berlusconi shows us that because the shift from political parties to the media as agencies of political socialization, the hour, the, 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 the politics of uh, uh, 18th, 19th century, the 20th century is completely disappearing. We are facing, and this is what Berlusconi, uh, maybe I am exaggerating, but what Berlusconi points out is that politics of last century, of 19th century, is ending. We are entering a new phase, a new system of political, of political, of political socialization. Uh, what does it mean that society is symbolically constructed on the base, and this is my point, of what people consume every day, of what people read every day, of what people watch every day <coughs> through television. Politics, the image of politics, depends on cultural consumption, on our cultural consumption. And there we have to place Berlusconi. And here comes the uniqueness, in some way, of, uh, of, of Berlusconi. Uh, because of different factors, here comes the uniqueness of Berlusconi. Because of different reasons, these two tendencies, commodification of politics and everyday life politics, these two tendencies appear particularly dramatic in Italy. Rasmus, this is the point. I don't think that Berlusconi is unique. But presents Berlusconi. He presents features, new formats of politics that, because of Italian cultural consumption, of, because of Italian national identity, these two tendencies, commodification of politics, and uh, everyday life politics appear particularly dramatic in uh, in the Italian uh, in in the Italian uh, in the Italian context. Let me give you some example. Uh, and here the the the, the, uh, the, the uh, ethnic part of my presentation uh, starts. Give, let me give you some example of what I mean by commodification of politics and overlapping between everyday life and politics. <coughs> Here it is. Uh, everybody, all the, all the Italians know what it is. It is, uh, it is La Certosa, the villa that Berlusconi owns in La Sardegna, in Sardegna. Uh, richness, wonderful sea resort. Is there anybody in this room who won't didn't want to be there. You are not sure. In any case, again, a commodification of politics. I don't. Uh, you remember that these pictures were taken together. He was together with, uh, with, Tony with Tony Blair, and actually with Tony Blair and Cherry. And you know the story that, that he was uh, Berlusconi, Cherry, and Tony Blair. 
and Cherry was interviewed a few months ago on Italian uh, television. She said that Tony told her, be closer, you have to be closer to Berlusconi, not me, because otherwise, if I, I'll be closer to Berlusconi with this hat, I will be destroyed by the British <laughs> press. This is what uh, Tony told Cherry. But okay, this uh, was this a mistake? Was this. The fact is that probably Berlusconi was wearing this hat because he wanted to identify the values of that particular island. And the values of the surgery, uh, probably because of, uh, of, of the hair. But in any case, why did he choose this hat? Because this hat is the hat of young people, musicians, rock stars, and so on. And this is what he, want, he wants to identify. Consumption, market, music, youth, and so on. Again, commodification of politics. Uh, this hard picture. Uh, you know who is this guy? It's not Berlusconi. Uh, but uh, this is the famous Topolanek, uh, the Czech prime minister. Uh, in his villa in Sardinia. So, and this is the image that politics is giving. Some swimming pool, women of course, a consumption, richness, and so on. Commodification part. This is very, uh, even more. I don't know. Uh, give me some time. Talk about means. Okay, uh, because this will take some time. Uh, well, this is what happened in in uh, 1994 when first Berlusconi chose uh, to run and to go into the the, 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 the competition. What happened? Publitalia is uh, uh, let's put this way easily is uh, is. Uh, advertising agency. What it did, and this is a very good indicator of overlapping between politics and commodification. He took the, 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 the entire management, the officials, people working within this advertising agency, he moved to the political parties. That means that the political party he established was established thanks to the business culture of a, an advertising agency. An advertising agency that, is, that takes care, essentially, of market needs, of consumption. And consumption has been, still is, the logic of the political party. It's not just market-oriented party, but the entire culture of a party was based on the transfer of officials from advertising company into a political organization. A political organization not based on social values, political values, but based essentially on the values of a market, a business-oriented organization, completely transferred into a political, a new political, uh, into a new political uh, structure. Lifestyle politics. This is not just Berlusconi. Uh, you remember, this is the 
the, the, the first trip that Carla and Sarkozy took in, and this is Petra. Huh? What all people would like to be, I mean, with my wife and my family going through Petra, going through pyramids, and so, and, uh, 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 and so on. Uh, what else? Lifestyle politics. You remember this image? Cherry opening the first day after the appointment as Prime Minister, but not wrong, the door of number 10, and getting flowers. Congratulations. Huh? She's a lady just waking up, opening the door of her new apartment, lifestyle, lifestyle politics. And what more about that? Sport, the overlapping between the values, the themes of everyday life with politics. Consumption and politics. Now, let's go to something different. Why the uniqueness of Berlusconi? How to link Berlusconi to the way in which Italian political culture is constructed and the role of, of television. I would start, uh, I want to point out two main points, cultural consumption in Italy and national identity. I shall be able to tell you something about the cultural consumption, not too much, this is something I have still to work on national identity, the values of the, of the values of the national, our national identity. This is something that I'm not able to talk uh, so far. Uh, let me start with uh, a statement by uh, the most important Italian philosopher who passed away a few years ago, Norberto Bobbio. He wrote a paper uh, uh, just after the elections of 1994 when Berlusconi got his first victory. And he wrote a paper that was, was titled The Leftist in the Era of Karaoke. The Leftist in the Era of Karaoke. And there is a statement that, from which I will start my journey into cultural consumption uh, in Italy. What Bobbio said, the society that has been created by television is naturaliter a rightist society. It is the society of Sanremo music festivals, sport, television ads, people bowed, Mike Bongiorno, beautiful song, Italian uh, showman. And here, here comes the statement, it is not Berlusconi who won, it is the society that this media organization have created that won. This is the society that enjoys to look at stupid families sitting around the table celebrating either this or that product. This is a very normative statement. This is bad. I want to forget about the normative statement, but I want to take the point. It is not Berlusconi who won the elections, but it's the society that this television system has diffused that won the 1994 election. So why Berlusconi is unique as to the Italian situation? For two main reasons. Cultural consumption, low print press circulation in Italy, high television diffusion. 
These are the points I like to stress. The Italian culture, everyday culture, is made up by low print press circulation, high television diffusion. Okay, these are data taken from uh, World uh, Association of Publishers, and on the other side, uh, data taken from uh, S2 Television, taken from uh, World Social, uh, social va uh, Values. Print Press, where Italians stay, is here. After Slovakia, Latvia, this is the number of copies sold every 1,000 inhabitants. If you take Japan, 1,000 inhabitants, 624 copies of newspaper. Take Italy, 1,000 inhabitants, 112 copies. Where Italian stands as to television consumption here, you see, this is the main point I want to stress. Low print press circulation, very high television consumption. How many people get news from television? You get any news or news? Yeah. And this the fact that Italy has to television and Italy has to print press makes, in my view, a very important difference. Television is the main agenda setter in Italy. So this is this is data about sorry, television penetration and newspaper penetration. Yes. But it could theoretically be the case, for example, that everybody who gets their news gets news from newspapers and it just happens that TV penetration is high. Yes. Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but in any case print press is there and television is is it is up it's up there. Now, let me say something about uh, who votes for Berlusconi. We know that those who vote for Berlusconi are generally mostly women and mostly less educated people. Center left, center right, basic education. There's a difference of almost points, which is the difference that makes the winner in terms of politics. Look at university, it's the contrary. Center-left university degree, less <coughs> right. Huh? So who votes for Berlusconi? Women less educated. Now, uh, I don't have a exact correlation, but uh, my point is, let's try to put together this data on how people vote and what people watch on television. Less educated, movies, television movies, entertainment, news, <coughs> more educated, current affair, so my, uh, my play with you is we have on one side less educated, mostly women vote for Berlusconi. What do these people watch on television? Entertainment, movies, 
less news, which goes together with lower consumption of print press. So there is some sort of correlation that I'm pointing out with how people vote and what do they watch on television. In sports, is it uh, an Italian phenomenon? Excuse me? In sports, we can see the educated. <laughs> <laughs> these are, as you see, these are data from from uh, from a big, uh, the, the most important survey research in Italy, census. Uh, another time, how much people consume television? One hour, less educated, more educated. Eight, nine, twenty-one percent. Two hours, but watch. Who, who are those who spend five hours or more in front of the television? Less educated, more educated. But we don't get any size of the population that's consuming. At no, 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 no. So it could be just three people. Yeah, but, no, 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 that, but these are the general data that we have. No, 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 it's, it's not just the, 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 the three people. It's a survey up of the, 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 Italian, the, the, the Italian population. I don't have the, 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 the data. The curve, the distribution yeah. could be very Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. This is a general uh, assumption that. Uh, but, uh, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. Which one is the census? <laughs> I presume it's a. Excuse me. Which one is the census? Is it the census of the census? So you did presume they are. That's research now. No census. Is yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Census is the name of, uh, of the survey. Uh, yeah, but you could find out the amount of people that they interviewed, presumably. Yes, I don't have the. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What I'm suggesting is what it looks like at the tails of the distribution, right? So the tails of the distribution would be very small on either side, right? Even though the people interviewed, no, you could no, 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 where leftists and rightist people stand in front of television, which is the, the, the program that gives you a better idea of television. Probably Big Brother. Uh, Big Brother today may represent the life of television. And here comes how much do you like Big Brother? This uh, is another <coughs> national sample, source Itanes, uh, how we call it, it's a political yeah, research institute in Bologna. In Bologna essentially working on elections. Mm. Center left, center right, very much. Some, not at all. So there is a difference of attitudes towards television consumption. Rightist people is very much involved with the very identity of television, with what television broadcasts much of the day, Big Brother. Leftists are less interested in that. Leftists are less favorable to this. Uh, let me give you also another example of how important is television in, in Italian life. 
this is uh, these are the preferred program in uh, in, in Italy. <coughs> this is a survey that we conduct on local elections in my region just few months just few months ago. Watch news current affair, center left. Entertainment, center right, movies, infotainment, <coughs> very close. But this is the biggest difference: entertainment and news and current affairs. <coughs> Leftists more interested in news, current affairs programs. Right is more interested in entertainment, which are the values that we saw before when we saw the image of. Berlusconi with that strange hat, having uh, fun in the, in the Sardinia island, and, and, and so on. Uh, this is very Italian, the polarization and partisanship. Uh, this is very particular. If you look at the, how people watch Rai and how people watch the Berlusconi channels, media said, there is a big difference. Voting for the leftist candidate, another time in Umbria. More than 50% watch right, while for those who voted for the rightest candidate, more than 40% watch Mediaset. This means that if you go into what people watch on television, you can forecast the vote output in some way. Huh? Who watch right will vote left. Is those who watch uh, media set uh, will vote right. And again, this is a national survey. Another time, the source is Itanes. Center left watching right. Center right watching media set. So it's not that Jadzuskoni owns media set, but as Bob you said, the values, the images that. Mediaset is broadcasting. Take the example of Big Brother. These are the values, the images that rightist people consume every day. And the interpretation is that Berlusconi identifies these values that people watch, uh, watch uh, every day. So this is the interpretation I, I, I would like to propose to you, that there is a possible correlation between cultural consumption, media consumption, and the values of politics. And because of the structure of media consumption in Italy, very much influenced by television, much more than but much more than print press, this is where Berlusconi takes its strength. On one side, it may represent a new forms of politics, which is strongly based on the particular Italian experience of media, of media consumption. I will stop here.